Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Warning. Warning. This show contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Are you ready to get your mind blown? One angry New York City Puerto Rican decided to start a radio show. Determined to piss the world off by shoving a mirror in front of society's face. He kicked them in the balls. What are you? Who are you? This is the Crotch Shot Radio Show. Crotch Shot Radio Show. This is not a test. This is a broadcast transmission. We're going to stay on the air. And now, and now, the weepy, the weepy. Welcome to the Crotch Shot Radio Show, where we kick the issues in the balls. We are on an active war against bullshit. We will do anything and everything to expose bullshit. The ends sometimes justify the means. So if you're angry and want the truth exposed, then strap in and prepare to be shocked. I'm your host, Louis B. I takes no bullshits from nobodies. I take, I expose the bullshit of society, and I. You know, cut it up and uh, give it to you in nice digestible pieces. Today won't be any different. I have the lovely and talented Mercedes Carrera. She is a free speech activist, uh, engineer, and of course she is a porn actress, porn star, if if I do say so myself. She, she you know, I'm a big fan of her work. I believe. Gracias, papi. Yes, Hi. I, I think I think she she needs to get a uh, Nobel Peace Prize for her work. It, hell, if Obama could get it and he could, while bombing Muslims, I think she deserves it. <laughs> yeah, so. you know why not? I mean, <laughs> hell, you know what? We're all I want to do is make the world a little bit of a better place, yeah. which is most which is better than any other politician, right? I mean, we could we could get. Um, the head of Hamas 
and the Prime Minister of Israel to watch one of your movies, and I'm pretty sure they'll find common ground real quick. <laughs> Porn is the great unifier. Yes. It is. It is. I mean, every every culture has it. Every culture, you know, turn off the echo. I can't understand shit. What echo? Is there an echo? There's an echo? Oh, criminy. Somebody just said, turn off the echo. Uh, live radio, folks. I mean, every every culture has it. Every culture, you know. Okay, no, there's no echo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Maybe okay. We're good. All right. So, um, I saw your video. Um, talking about the unfortunate event that uh, happened with Cytheria, and um, you were, uh, you know, um, in fact, hold on. Let me let me get it. Let me talk about Cytheria. She she's also a porn star. On January nineteenth of this year, she, her and her family were victims of a home invasion. Uh, by five black men and I'm just saying that because that's what they are I'm not trying to be racist the armed men held them at gunpoint stole valuables and sexually assaulted Cytheria um, I googled what was the difference between sexual assault and rape and uh, rape is penetration basically they just fondled her I'm not saying you know that's that's you know you know, I'm not trying to minimize it, but I'm just, you know, that's that's the difference. Uh, the five men, the five men were later apprehended, and their court date is set for February 23rd of this month. Um, you uh, you set up the fundraiser, or um, you helped? No, okay. no. So what happened was, okay. uh, I don't, you know, I actually don't know Cytheria personally. Um, so she's, you know, one of my porn sisters. So so I have to. You know, I'm all about fighting for for my girls, but okay. I don't know her personally. She's a legend, though. I mean, she's literally the queen of squirting. You know, like the squirting is so popular now. She's the one who honestly brought that into porn. I mean, she's been around for a, a while, and so she just came back to porn like I don't know, five or six months ago, something like that, or maybe a year. And um, what happened was, you know, she she had this ha event happened rebecca love uh who is a one of her friends in vegas started the fundraiser like created it created mm -hmm. the platform for it and i was kind of peripherally aware that this had happened someone mentioned it but i hadn't gotten into reading the details as soon as i sat down i read the details on on the site the real porn wikileaks.com which is kind of our industry uh I want to say tabloid, but it's like a higher grade than that because they report real news articles and, you know, issues in the industry and things okay. that are going on and stuff like that. But there's also like a gossip section. And they also tend to report news on on performers. So right. um, I read through the articles and I thought, this is just absolutely awful. I went to the fundraiser. They'd raised about 3000 or thirty. Thirty-two, maybe $3,500 at the most when I when I saw it. Christy Mack had given some money. Some other people in the adult industry had given some money. Oh, yeah, and Christy yeah, Mack. Yeah, Christy, and Christy Mack has been wonderful. She tweeted yeah. to me in support of, of, of what we've been doing. Well, I mean, she but, went through something similar with, with her, that psychopath. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, War Machine's like, crazy. Je Jesus. I know. And the poor thing, I mean, I don't, again, Christy, I don't know her personally, but she's been a real advocate, you know, against um, domestic violence yeah. and stuff like that. So, so I saw what happened and I thought, well, you know what, 
like fuck that we can raise this money they have a ten thousand dollar goal i'm like we i I, we just raised 11 grand for a scholarship fund kind of standing on our head without even without even trying and i I looked at that and i thought we can do this like we can do this in 24 hours so but the thing that that pissed me off about it was this Mm -hmm. story happened like a month ago and none of the big news outlets picked it up and I'm thinking, what the fuck is this? This well, is they, a major crime. Yeah, they, you know? they picked up the whole Christy Mack thing, but it could have been because it had the whole mixed martial arts angle to it. Well, yeah, the Christy Mack thing, I mean, it, there was there's a couple things going on. First of all, mm-hmm. and I, fortunately, the domestic violence lobby picked it up. So, you know, if, if there's a domestic violence case, there's a domestic violence lobby, there are people who pay attention to those things. The other thing is, um, you know, and I hate to say it, but when it happened, a lot of people started wanting to blame porn and blame porn stars. So there was a lot of agendized publication of the Christy Mack story. And I remember reading at the time, I was really pissed off. There were a lot of comments that were kind of, uh, almost blaming her you know there's a lot of slut shaming that happens when something happens with an adult actress let me um can i let me interrupt you real quick um if you if you guys want to chat uh when you are on the page there is a live player on the bottom right you click the bubble um after you know when you click the play button and you could chat feel free and chat um i could if you want if you have comments for Miss Carrera, you could, uh, you know, just tell them, uh, tell them to me, and I'll read them to her. Uh, also, I have a phone number. If you want to text to me, uh, please uh, refrain from dick pics, or else I will post them on Craigslist. <laughs> I will. Don't don't think I won't. I'm a creep. Um, the number is three four seven nine two seven. 6824 again t- the text in number is 347 927 6824 okay there you go mm-hmm. yeah. cool uh, mercedes oh, cool. Do, mercedes do you copy testing 123 says number 902 whoever that is yes we copy loud and clear <laughs> <laughs> yeah we see you i see you 902 mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, so so what happened with Christine Mack was fortunately there were there were groups that wanted to pick it up and War Machine was known for being a real asshole. And I know people who know Christie and who knew him and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So in the industry it was well known. The the thing with the Cytheria event is it was ta- it was random. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't they didn't target her house because she was in porn. They just were hitting different houses on the street. These were thugs who mm-hmm. met in juvenile detention. They had records already, and actually, if you read the story, three of them sexually assaulted her, and then one of them said, "What you know? What the fuck are you doing? We're here to actually rob shit. Don't like we've got our bitches and hoes. Like let her go." So <laughs> that was the reason it didn't become an actual rape. If it didn't, I don't know the specifics of the story. Maybe they raped her, maybe mm-hmm. they didn't. But but that's the only reason that it didn't get worse. Was their ringleader said, "You know, what are you doing? We gotta go." So so I look at this and I'm going what the fuck why isn't there more coverage like this is the kind of in the adult industry you know we have our own community but but even in one of Cytheria's interviews like I don't know a couple months ago she said that the community is splintered there's not as much community anymore so I felt like first of all it's only right 
to support this woman because right. this is an, they, I mean, her kids were in that house. She's afraid to leave her house now. Underst- She's afraid to leave her kids. Understandable. Yeah, it's it's horrible, and I was fucking pissed. I'm thinking, why isn't this big? You know, media coverage. They're not, they're asking for ten thousand dollars. That's not a lot of money. I know it's a lot of money, but mm. she's going to be out of work for months to recover from this. And the porn industry should support. And you know, we give hundreds of thousands of dollars to the faux victim uh, complex. These people who've who've monetized victimhood. And everybody's fucking cool with that. Everyone's like, oh, you know, someone got a mean email, so let's give her $100,000 and a contract with Intel. Like, that's fine. But here's a woman who actually needs help and everybody ignores it. And what really fucking pissed me off was the feminists who are all, oh, we support women. And I'm tweeting to them going, hey, support. Can you support a woman? I, I sent some emails to Nothing. They don't, nobody wanted to step off on it because there's no way to monetize it. I'm not making any money off of, off of promoting Cytheria. I, like, this isn't, like, it's not about that. It's, it's some fucking asshole cunt earlier tried to accuse me of that. Oh, you're, you're leveraging her for career advancement. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm an existing fucking porn star. I work for all the big companies. I've worked for all the big names in porn. I don't need to do charity work to work. I do it because I care about people. And mm-hmm. you know what? It was a fucking woman. It's a, it's always it was women who are who are actually telling me that I'm fucking profiteering over this. They, they're not giving any money. One of them actually tried to and, call me out and say, "Oh, they, you don't. I bet you don't do any other charity give work." Give names. I, give names. Who? 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 Go ahead. Oh, who? The the faux victim complex. Yeah, the no, the people the people that were giving you shit. Just I mean. Oh yeah, I'd have to look them up. Some don't, some fucking don't Twitter. Don't be scared. Cunts. Don't be scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if I could remember, honestly, their names weren't relevant enough to me. Like, mm-hmm. I'd have to look it up. Like some some fucking idiots on Twitter. You know, it's, it's fucking cunts. But they but they mm-hmm. they they claim to care about women, and then I'm saying, well, here's a woman who needs help. And they're like, well, we you aligned yourself with GamerGate, and therefore we're not going to help. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So okay, that'd be like, you know, you're 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 like watching, uh, you know. You're you're in like uh, 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 Afghanistan. You see uh, Mulala Yousafzai get shot in the head, and you know they're like, "Oh well, she played uh, Grand Theft Auto. We're not gonna take her to the hospital, even though she's trying to fight for young girls to get an education." Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's it was so, it's just so fucking hypocritical. See, it's the hypocrisy, like. Mm-hmm. Like, if these people were the ones saying, hey, we don't give a fuck about women or porn stars or we hate all of you, and they don't want to give shit to Cytheria, I don't, I'm not surprised by mm-hmm. that. That doesn't surprise me. But these are the same people who are saying, hey, we're doing all this to support women. We're worried about sex worker portrayal in Grand Theft Auto V. And I'm like, great, here's a sex worker who actually got hurt in that kind of context. And they're like, oh, your politics are wrong. And it's and it's not that it's an excuse because they're selfish. They're they're raising money for themselves. They don't raise it to help other people. See, you know, I knew people were going to accuse me of trying to profiteer on this. This is why from the beginning I'm mm-hmm. like, give money directly to Cytherius Fund. I don't want the money. I don't need the money. I work full time as a porn actress. I don't need anybody's money, and I certainly don't need any fucking promotion. If anything, I get more fucking damaging press having a field with all these these asshole faux feminists than I get positive press from this. Yeah, I mean, uh, let me read some of the comments here that we're getting. Um, 
those pe- uh, Mildra says those people find it easier to appear to be doing work than to actually do work, and it looks and it looks better. Uh, yeah. Number number nine hundred two uh, says they have uh, politicized the issue and are hypocrites when it comes to the core of the issue. Right. Uh, Lunchbox Killer says uh, more of a suggestion, Mercedes. You need to get those names and bring them to light. I agree. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. I, I find. <laughs> You know, just you drag these you drag these vampires into the light, and you like you 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 fuck them with their own with their own words. I mean, you fuck up. You like it's like look, you're 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 you know, you're all about slut shaming, but you're I mean, you're all against slut shaming, but you want to slut shame me, right? Yeah, that's and we'll get into more about that exactly. Um, as far as like, so when it comes to this, so they they refuse to help her because. Of what she does for work, they they refuse they refuse to help her for. I think mm-hmm. honestly, a lot of times they what it comes down to. It's actually not about psych theory. It's about the fact that they don't want to give any money. So so that's what I've noticed is these groups that are most vocal about their discontent with the way they feel the world is like so mm-hmm. you know like the faux feminist lobby is worried about man spreading they're worried about men sitting on the subway with their legs open and they'll write articles about it and whine about it all day long while you know women are getting killed for for reading in other countries mm-hmm. and then when you say yeah you know what we're worried about the world too why don't you give some money put your money where your mouth is they're like oh no and these are the same people who who That's why I call them the faux feminists. They want equality, and they want men to pay for shit, and they don't want to open up their little pocketbooks. They want the world to be fixed, but they want it to be on men's dime, but they want all the the benefits and perks of equality. It's a bunch of fucking bullshit, and that's what I'm really pissed off about. And the reason that I so strongly back the porn actresses is we all have agency. Mm -hmm. We all do our we work and we work hard and we and most of the girls in that especially these long tenured actresses in porn these are women who are really tough they're really strong women it's it takes a strong-willed strong-minded individual to to exist in the industry because it's difficult it's like being a comedian Mm -hmm. it's not something for the faint of heart you have to be that type of person and so you know, I think that's why the faux feminists don't like them because the reality is that they rail all day long. Uh, honest, against... Honestly, I'm I'm a fucking dirtbag that likes to talk shit. So you know, <laughs> there's really nothing special about what I do. <laughs> Slow down. I'm not curing cancer here. <laughs> oh no, no, no. But 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 you're but you take flack. Like if you're out there saying shit that upsets people, you take flack for it. It's the same thing with being a porn actress. Like we don't really get a whole lot of love from the world. Because we don't get the same perks and benefits of being like a, you know, a Gwyneth Paltrow or one of these like altruistic, you know, great actresses who's working with you. And like, we don't get that stuff. We're like the peoples. It's like, it's like the equivalent of the, the comedic actors in Shakespeare's time that were down in the, the pubs. Like that's who, that's who we are. We're the people's entertainment and we don't make the same amount of money as the big time actors. And we don't get any love from the feminist lobby because they see us as, you know, quote unquote selling out to men. So we're kind of an Island and we don't get the feminist support anymore. You know, in the seventies and eighties, there was still some, some hardline second wave radical feminists who are sex positive. But now even some of these chicks who are all 
you know, slut walks and stuff like that. They still give a shit for quote-unquote patriarchy, quote-unquote misogyny and, and stuff like that. So we're not, we're not being um, really protected. Like, nobody wants to touch it. And I think that's part of what happened with Cytheria's case and the fact that there was no clear-cut enemy. Like, who's the enemy in that case? Again, a 16-, 17-, 18-year-old young black man? I mean, the, the, the news doesn't want to touch that because it's controversial, Right. right? Right. Um, okay. So, um, Kush says there's no point in uh, naming these fools. They know who they are. And I go, Kush, and I go, Kush. We don't. We 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 don't know who they are. And knowing the enemy is half the battle. He says, I just feel it encourages dogpiling. Um, number nine hundred two says the only reason she came to GamerGate is because of the social justice uh, warrior. Wouldn't help. Yes, Gamergate does have assholes, but not all. What does it say about these social justice warriors with Mercedes coming to us to uh, to us so called misogynists for help? Right, right. Well, and that was you know, there's an article that they wrote about me uh, today on the Real Porn WikiLeaks that was exactly that. It was, you know, from the beginning, I've said, and, and look, I, I mean, I came up in geek culture like I'm an engineer that's and I I did a subset of engineering that was actually largely male I was in Mm. manufacturing so I was around a lot of dudes I've always been around a lot of guys and this 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 complaint that I've been hearing from the faux feminist about misogyny is not true for the most part like I I don't know where all these misogynists are hiding but I've worked in largely male environments most of my adult life and I haven't experienced that. Now, what I have experienced is that when you're in a male environment, they're not going to let you get away with shit as much. They don't let each other get away with shit. Right. Don't don't worry. That's just the background music. Oh, is that like? Yeah, no, yeah. That's just the background. <laughs> don't worry. I felt like I was ascending to heaven all of a sudden. I was like, well, I finally said the magic words. Like oh. God's taking me. <laughs> <laughs> you're being you're, you're being you're being raptured. I'm being raptured. You're being raptured. So. Yeah, but you know, it's a bunch of shit. I mean, this is this has been, this is part of the reason I spoke out about it. I, these social justice types who who are all criticizing me, saying, "Oh, you know, Mercedes Carrera is using this for publicity." I'm like, fucking, you know what? Just give money. Just it has nothing to do with me. The reason I spoke out about it is because I'm one of the few in the industry who's willing to stand out and has the balls and will deal with the fucking mm-hmm. consequences because I don't give a shit what people say about me. What consequences and I think, what consequences, if any, do you think that you could catch from this and this damn song's too Well, late? it's just all the constant bullshit, you know, the, the the constant comments, especially from the social justice lobby because See, the social justice lobby thinks that all women should be on their side. Like, because I was born with a cunt, I have to be on their side. Mm -hmm. Even if they're acting like a bunch of assholes. So, I say no. I'm on the side of the people who, with logic and reason, who are willing to examine their arguments. Because when you're talking to people who shut down an argument by crying misogyny, like, Mm -hmm. I can't, there's, you can't go anywhere with that. How do we even fix that? Because now you're just name-calling, and then you're name-calling something that can't even be redacted. It's like, it doesn't work. So, that's part, like, so I get a lot of shit from them. But in the porn industry, see, the, the, and I've said it before, I mean, I look at the porn industry as a community of people that I fight for. 
And I've had some really positive interactions with porn actresses because I'm like, shit, you know, I don't know Cytheria and I don't know a lot of the girls, but you fucking better believe I would do this for any of them. Like, we don't have insurance the way other, or, you know, communities do. We're very well paid, so that's our insurance. But, you know, this shit could have happened to anybody. Right. Well, I mean, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't have insurance. I mean, a lot of times with the cost of health care, all it takes is, you know, again, having a crazy boyfriend come in or a bunch of people bust in your house and you get hurt real good and, you know... You you know pretty soon you have like over two hundred grand worth of uh, mm-hmm. worth of worth of health bills that need to get paid. Right, exactly. Well, and that's the thing is, as performers, our our bodies are our work. So it's yeah. the same thing if you were a, a, a construction worker, anybody who does some sort of physical labor. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, you know, the the trauma. See, that's the other thing that really pissed me off about the faux victim lobby. It's like the faux victim mafia because anybody who's so not traumatized that they're able to go out and make a video like talking about being traumatized is full of shit it took like a lot out of Cytheria there's a couple videos of her that a friend of mine actually filmed and he and I were talking about it and it took a lot out of her to just get her to talk about everything for five minutes because she's so traumatized and that's why it pisses me off when people like Anita Sarkeesian who really lately has really pissed me off oh yeah pissed she's me. been pissing off everybody i've been i did a little uh research on her and she's getting killed like every every point she makes gets easily debunked like 15 yeah. 15 billion times like from different angles i mean and you know if you want to talk about people making money off of victimhood it's it's these like tumblr feminists these youtube feminists that you know that talk about how, you know, oh, catcalling, you know, <laughs> is is me, you know, getting complimented on the street while, you know, thousands of miles away across the ocean, they're still practicing clitoral circumcision. Right. And I think that's more of a... I think a, gir- a young girl trying to learn how to read and wanting to become a doctor and getting shot in the head is, is a lot more offensive than saying, hey, bitch, nice ass. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the other thing about it is too is, you know, this this disempowered victimhood thing yeah. that they're playing is not helping women. Cause, see, like, I'll, if I walk down the street and I get a comment like that, mm-hmm. like some guy goes, "Hey, bitch," and I just I, I turn right around and look at him and I'm like, "Hey, thank you very much." And you know what's amazing? Guys who are cowards who say shit like that will fucking back down. And so this is where we teach our daughters to go. Look, don't put up with any shit. Oh yeah. Don't. Don't put up, and if you don't put up with shit, now half of that catcalling video were guys who were just saying, "Hey, have a nice day, beautiful." Yeah. Hey, you know what? That's where you teach your daughters to look people in the eye and go, "Hey, you have a nice day too." You teach people confidence, mm-hmm. and it changes society. But instead, they're they're reinforcing this narrative that women are weak and need protection. Ironically, they're actually making steps backward, and they're damaging gender relations, and that's got to stop. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's like, you know, she's she's making it, like, that video made it look like, oh my goodness, like, she had to sneak around, she has to, like, sneak around, uh, I, I said this joke on stage and no one got it, but I'm hoping people get it, 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 it was like, women have to walk around the city like they're Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid and they get no, they, they have to, like, not get noticed or else, uh, ah, fuck it. <laughs> no, it doesn't work here. 
Doesn't work here either. All right, we're we're killing that joke. Okay, they have to sneak around and not get noticed. They gotta become like ninjas. Yeah, <laughs> they gotta be. Well, it's the thing that's crazy to me is that look, you know, and this is how I see it, and maybe I see it from a totally different perspective, but beauty is a depreciating asset. And look, I'm 32 years old. I'm lucky men fucking look at me. I got a good 10 years left. The men are really going to be looking at me. Maybe 15. Really? I mean, come on. But you know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like really? Yeah. The amount of cat calls I'm going to get now, maybe is at its peak. Probably was at its peak at 25. So you got to take a look. Uh, okay, you know, well then you got to move. You got to move to New York because I've seen chicks in their 50s still getting still getting cat calls. Yeah, okay, well, in New York, but, well, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the kind of thing where, as a woman, mm -hmm. if you get, if you, some guy's going, hey, beautiful, have a nice day on the street, to me, I say, hey, you know what, I'm, like, awesome, I still got it, some guys say, you know, how many men go through life without anybody even fucking complimenting them? And well, women are bitching about getting complimented. It's just like manspreading, you know? Yeah. These people who are complaining about men opening their legs, 50 fucking years ago, men would give up their seat for women because there was a there was something called civility in society yeah. and being genteel. And now women said, oh, I want equal rights. I want equal rights. We're all equal. So the men said, okay, fine. They're afraid to open doors because they don't want to get chastised. They're afraid to be genteel because they don't want to get chastised. And then, and then you've got this crazy group, and it's not all women. It's this extreme group in this mm -hmm. feminist lobby who have just turned this shit upside down and they're like oh we're all equal but I don't like the fact that he's sitting with his legs open well you know 50 years ago he would have given up a seat for you but now he's afraid to so which is it what do you fucking want well, well the way I look at it unless unless well I, the only people I give up my seat for are war veterans um pregnant women and, and elderly women and, well, mm -hmm. and of course elderly men that that's it. Otherwise, you should have you should have ran for the seat quicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but that's but that's because of how strained gender relations are, and they're strained because you had a group of radical, crazy feminists like Andrea Dworkin back in the day, mm -hmm. who who did all this damage. They they were the ones who set up these this uh, narrative and these academic institutions and by the way we've got a real problem in this country when a lot of colleges are at 60 40 or 70 30 female to male enrollment mm -hmm. you have a lot you have an imbalance you know there's an imbalance in this country of uh, female to male enrollment a lot of young men are not going to college they're not cutting it in college this is an issue well so, i yeah. mean i read this book on uh i read the book men on strike and uh, the the author she she explains the reason why is that you know men are constantly getting thrown under the bus and I mean me personally I experienced this when I was going to school um, you know men men are experiencing sexism in, on uh, college campuses it's like every little thing could be is is can be considered sexist or. Um, you know, men men are you know getting accused of rape without there being any any type of. Um, I mean, well, there's two sides to that coin. Men are being accused of rape without there being any proof, and also these colleges, whenever there is a a, a case of rape, they don't call the police. Yeah. So I mean, you get you know, there's both. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. 
In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years, because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You know, I see both sides that are contributing to 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 the to, to issues. But, you know, me personally, when I went to, when I was going to school, I was the only male uh, in, in the class because it was, you know, for medical billing and coding, which is predominantly, a, a, you know, a, a woman's, um, well, an industry where there's mostly women. So, um, the teach uh, the uh, uh, during um, uh, medical terminology class, the teacher this is how she starts. Oh, um, men don't usually do well in my class. And then she talks about how, oh, I have a boyfriend. He's very sexy. He re- he looks like Thor, and 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 I'm like, the fuck does this have to do with the lung system? And. And then she goes into how she used to teach English in Argentina and how the young, how the, not the young boys like children, but, you know, the young 20-year-old guys were so sexy and all that. And and I'm like, I, I, I and then when I called her out on it, I'm like, look, you're being, you know, you're, those comments are really making me feel uncomfortable. It's like, all right, men don't do well. And apparently, you know, not that, not that I was trying to date you or date anybody in the class. It's just like, okay, so apparently I'm just an ugly piece of shit. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, this is just, this is just, you know, which I don't mind. I, I got a mirror. I know what the fuck I look like. But, you know, um, you know, so I'm like, this is sexist. What she did was she complained that I was saying inappropriate things in class. Of course, she didn't specify what inappropriate things. Luckily for me... Uh, my other classmates stuck up for me like no you're being sexist and she went as far as to lie and said that uh, another professor complained about my behavior in class which he never did and the class and the classes were recorded and she she like I I lucked out I lucked wow. out but but this happens and it, and in the book um, men on strike it it goes it goes into that I mean it's like Men, men and boys are like discouraged from going to school. They, they, it's like they, they, they're immediately pegged as victims. I mean, not victims as as perpetrators. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think this is what I'm talking about. When mm. you had the infiltration in the 70s and 80s, and probably 60s too, but really mm. 70s with this kind of academic rhetoric, um, this rad femme rhetoric mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. academic, you know, field. And you have, you tend to have a lot of females that are educators. Great. But what's happened is they somehow, I think a lot of women still have it that they need to even the score. And see, this is why I get pissed off with a lot of these current 
faux feminists where they're still talking about things like patriarchy that doesn't it doesn't fucking exist in this country there, you know where there's patriarchy there there are patriarchies in in kingdoms and like little tribal kingdoms in africa where women are getting their clits cut off that's a fucking patriarchy but in this you know in most of the first world we eradicated that that's an old conversation it's kind of like me talking about agrarian farmers rights from the 1700s. I mean, it's like, that's not relevant anymore. We let, Let's talk about that. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And a lot of them have lost focus. And so then what's happened is it's swung too far the other way. I have a really good friend. I have a couple of good friends, actually, that mm -hmm. this happened to that were in abusive relationships with women. So my friends are guys and they're in relationships with women who are abusive. Right. And, and, you know, if, if a man who's six foot two calls the police on a woman who's five foot two you know and people say oh He's well she can't arrested. really hurt you you know what give her this happened she had a pan of hot oil that she threw at him and thank god i missed him look at that could have caused third degree burns yeah you know somebody with a knife or with a gun i don't care how small they are and how underpowered they are especially you know if if like a hammer can kill somebody you know it's it's if somebody uses it that way and, and these guys can't call the cops because the cops look at it and they go, oh, you're bigger, so we're going to arrest you for her safety, even if she was the, the antagonist. I mean, this has gone too far because the problem is that we're addressing male and female as though it's like there's some a standard behavior amongst men and a standard behavior amongst women. And that's not the case. I've met extremely aggressive women and I've met men who are really, really docile and everything in between. So. So we need to bring common sense back and nobody wants to do it because every time we go to a lot of women say, oh, well, no, that's not fair. We're being oppressed. Right. Um, Joshua Daniel, he asked this question. Do you feel like the attack on gamers by feminists is something that is familiar to you with porn being something feminists also attack? Yes, and again, you know, to clarify, I mean, we talk about feminists. I'm not talking about the 90% of feminists out there who I think maybe just misguided or mm. they don't necessarily understand the damage that they're extreme radicals. It's kind of like when I talk about feminists, it's like talking about Muslims. Because to me, feminism has become almost like a religion. And, I, you know, most of the world's Muslims are incredibly peaceful people who want to live their lives and they've got radicals. So do Christians. So does every other group, right? Mm -hmm. So. So when we talk about that, yes, and the radical social justice types that have taken over the discourse in these quote-unquote progressive circles really wants to censor. They want censorship. They want to censor everybody who doesn't agree with them. Now, what they don't understand about this, because they have no, no concept of history, they don't understand that, that they are typically used to censor a society. And it's always, oh, it's going to be for the good of all. And then eventually it slips into totalitarianism and they suffer too. But they don't have the scope of understanding and they don't have the understanding of history to see that they're being used as pawns in this game of totalitarianism. And I think that part of what's happening in society is that from a social engineering standpoint, there are people who understand that by sticking the women on the men, it's the best way to disable the men in society. Why do you think, do you think that they're, instead of, you know, Fox News, CNN and all them saying that there's a war on women, do you, do you think it's more accurate to say that it's a war on masculinity and men? I, I think that there's a war on strength and empowerment. 
in society. And I say that because if you look at what what are they attacking in men? They're attacking sovereignty, they're attacking strength, they're attacking individuality, they're attacking chivalry. Now, why would they attack all of this? Now, notice those same people who are attacking men for that mm-hmm. are attacking me for being outspoken and empowered and unwilling to, to sit and listen and believe the bullshit. So I think the attack is actually on strength and sovereignty because the end game is totalitarianism. And it's, it just happens to be that it's more men than women who, who are embodying this, this ideology of, of, um, of individuality. Most women are raised to be collectivistic. And that works really well if you have a society that you want to control with totalitarian means. And I think that's why um, feminism is kind of being pushed. The, the, the modern faux feminism, this kind of uh, demeaning, debasing, shaming culture is being pushed because it's being used to to remove any agency and sovereignty from men well yeah because i mean if i was to say what you're saying oh well well what well, are you gay yeah 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 no they they can't um it's all it's all about it's all it's all about it's shaming tactics i mean i get it i get it in in the you know the the open mics I do. It's like, oh, if you if you don't like what women do, just be gay, or you know, you hate women, or you just don't want. Well, you want to take away our right to vote. Well, some. Well, honestly, some 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 women need to like not be able to vote. Well, I think the people do. You know, I think yeah. it's I think it's the kind of thing that yeah. here's here's the deal. I think that people uh, people are not thinking about us as a society they they're they're easily pitted against each other whether it's racially or from a, you know from gender mm-hmm. or whatever so they and people are easily manipulated through this us versus them uh you know structure the reality is that the only us versus them is the us that is most of the people on the planet and the them which is like the you know 80 people in the world that own half of the world's wealth that's the only them that there is really <laughs> That's the truth. The rest of us should be working with each other. We should, like, women should be, it used to be, and you know, you look at, like, women's suffrage, and this is one of my favorite examples. Women's suffrage. My my uh, doctor says I need to get more suffrage in my diet, but okay. (laughs) You look at the the right to vote, right? First wave feminists, the right to vote. And when we think of suffragettes, we think of these wealthy New England, you know, women in petticoats holding their suffragette signs. But actually, Mm -hmm. the first women to vote were in states where women were really valued. Idaho, Colorado, uh, uh, I think it was Montana, states like that because... Women were valued because you had all these pioneers and you had all these homesteaders. And on a farm, you needed women and you needed men and and couples had to work collectivistically together to succeed as a homesteader because it was a tough life. So the Mm -hmm. men in those regions absolutely respected their wives as partners and equals. And it was a cooperation. It wasn't necessarily equal and the same. It was we are both contributing to the better lives of of our family. And you don't have that anymore. You You don't have that. People don't respect each other in relationships Mm -hmm. and men and women don't respect each other in society. Okay, well, it, from what you, it sounds like, you're talking about gender roles. Do you do you believe in gender roles? And if so, uh, what do you think it are the are those roles for both men and women in order to have a 
a uh, productive society. Well, see, you know, I my so my sexuality is very fluid. I'm bisexual, and I've been in relationships with women and with men. And so when I'm talking Lord about gender roles, when I talk about gender roles or or working together. I think it's transformed. Again, we're not talking about, you know, frontier prairies people who are doing seven-year home studying. Mm -hmm. But instead, it's not about that. It's if people are in relationships where they can work together in a positive way, look at each other and go, okay, we're building a life here together. So you do this and I do that. And I'm going to support you in this and you're going to support me in that. We're going to work together on this. And if we can treat each other in relationships like that and, and with respect, it's respect that's missing. I mean, I see it in, in some of my friends' relationships. They'll disrespect each other in front of other people. I'm sure it's even worse at home. You know what? That's not how you have a positive relationship, and that's not how you build a positive society. Mm -hmm. And it has to start at home. And it has to start if you, you know, I, I, I mean, I'll meet these women and men who are like, oh, like women are go, oh, all, all men are pigs or all men are assholes. That's not fucking true. That's not true. And, you know, to say stuff like that is a, is a bad thing. It's, you know, it's like saying all of one race is one way or the other. We should be respecting each other and seeing the good in each other. And I think the problem is that you've got lobbies now that are not encouraging that because they like the division. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's profitable to, uh, you know, have... Uh, have movies where the joke is to kick a dude in the nuts if he do if he brings like home the wrong gift or uh, like I mean there uh, you've seen that commercial where and and um actually if it, a good a good uh, videos a good uh, YouTube videos to watch is called Misandry in the Media and uh, this gentleman he goes through commercials where. You know, men are being disrespected, like are being viewed, uh, are being portrayed as fools, or getting hurt for simply buying his wife the wrong type of present, and like yeah. it, it just, it's just uh, pushes the the um, the narrative that men deserve to get hurt because they're idiots, and that right. they're that they're good for nothing. And I mean this. It it it's it's happened it's happened it's happened in in every community. I mean, look at welfare. A lot of times, the only time to get welfare is if there's no man in the home. So it just it just uh, gives women an incentive to kick men out of the house, and so that way they could get you know get money from the government. I mean, it's happened to, in the black community, which is why I mean, and this was commented by Adam Carolla. Um, on his show, like they they give the they give an incentive to not have a man in the house, right? So that's why you know that that's one of the causes of why there's no men in the house, and when if there's no husband or father in the house, I mean that studies have shown that it, it creates criminals, which you know money bet the the five these five teens that attack Satheria probably don't have a father. I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if, if they, they they were bastard sons of single mothers. Yeah, it, well, it wouldn't surprise me and and that's again, you know, the problem is again we've diminished mm -hmm. men. And this is where I understand 
like the men's rights organizations, I get it. I understand why it exists because I understand that there's a backlash to this. There used to be like these laws were in place for different reasons back in the day. So, mm-hmm. you know, women were automatically assumed to be the, the better parent because it was assumed they're going to stay home with the kids and the husbands are going to work. And so what's happened is society has changed, but we really haven't updated the laws. And so you have men now who work from home or who could stay, you know, be full time fathers and we diminish that role in society and then women haven't learned that strong men make for strong societies just like strong women make for strong societies facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online that's because they've invested 13 billion dollars in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years it's working in just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouth feel. Someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sports book app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll free helpline at 1 888 532 That hasn't been understood yet. It's, it's become a spinning contest about who can be stronger as opposed to saying, hey, you know what? Let's all be strong. We all have different strengths i mean as a woman and i was a boxer for three years so i used to get in the ring and fight and Mm -hmm. because of that i know that even at my optimum fight weight in my optimum training i'm still 50 percent less strong to 100 percent less strong than than a man my own size like i may be half as strong as him as him if he's a boxer, you know, or maybe 25%. You know why? I don't have as much testosterone. It doesn't mean that I'm not a good fighter for a female for my height and weight. No, but there's a physiological difference. So, you know, we want to have strong men and that's just physically, but even mentally, you know, spiritually, we need to be encouraging boys and men to be strong because that makes for a good world for our daughters too. I mean, this diminishing of, of men in, in education, this kind of like exclusionary tactic that they're using now to keep men out of education is going to be a problem in future generations because then we're going to, you know, look at our daughters and our granddaughters and go, holy shit, we fucked up. These guys are aimless. And this is what you have a lot of these extreme, you know, maybe not the extreme feminists because a lot of them are lesbians too, so they don't give a fuck about men. And that's part of the problem too. But um, you have women who are maybe consider themselves to be feminists they want to get married they want to have kids but men are afraid to marry him now and i don't blame them because they're afraid to be paying out half of their income for the rest of their lives they're afraid that they're going to get in a relationship with a woman i mean i had a friend who just narrowly dodged marrying this chick and she sure enough she got abusive once they moved in together it's like she'd start drinking and got abusive Hmm. and and if that was reverse the genders on that there would be an outcry an outcry from people but instead it's like well you know she was angry okay oppressed far at oppressed far on twitter he goes uh the first feminism push was to destroy femininity and they were very successful in doing just that also prince roster uh kind of disagrees with me about my single 
mother uh, crack. Um, he goes. Oops, let me. I'm really digging this. Uh, you like the music? Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. Uh, it's it is hard for people. Well, some people want equality. If someone uh, if someone treat them as equal, sometimes the girl considers him weak. Or if treat oh goodness treat women or some women with respect, you are put in that friend zone. I am nice to everybody and get treated like poop with every. You can say shit, dude. Uh, with every girl I mess with. Uh, oh, here it is. I disagree with welfare makes criminals and or having lack of a father makes criminals. I'm a product of a single mother and never committed a crime and know many who haven't. I mean, and I and, and I know many who, who have. I know many who who don't know their dad and, you know, they're the biggest fuck-ups on the planet. In fact, I, I mean, me, gro me, me growing up I, in Brooklyn... You know, I'm like most of the time it's these it's these bastard sons of single mothers that I I have to like defend my I had to defend myself against growing up. So you know, I think I think what happens yeah. is here's my take on it. I think mm -hmm. that you've got nature, you've got nurture. That's the old you know yeah. the oldest debate in, in psychology, sociology, and you know neuro, uh, neuro, neurology is is how people function and then you also have you know a lot i think uh, the other piece of when you're talking about absent fathers is a lot of the time not all the time but a lot of the time the single mothers are overwhelmed or neglectful or on drugs or whatever so those are the environments that really foster um sons that act out in criminality mm -hmm. we've all you know they've also proven through historical studies like look young men from 15 to 25 not given a purpose and a sense of direction will act out too much testosterone and too much time and i think this is where public education is failing our kids mm -hmm. because it's designed to turn them into little corporate workers and you know what when you have young men from 15 to 25 who have a lot of testosterone and a lot of energy yeah. and and really i think public schools should be done at 16 and this is you know we should re totally redo the co the college system is is a big fucking cabal at this point and it's set up to put our kids into s debt slavery mm -hmm. they're getting out a hundred thousand one hundred fifty thousand dollars in debt on degrees that they're going to make 30 grand a year off of and and by the way now they can't bankrupt their um the debts on that to me that's debt slavery they're literally enslaved by the time they're 22 23 years old and when you put young men through that system up to, you know to the age of 25 a lot of these guys would do really well going to technical and vocational schools yeah you know having somewhere that they could expend that energy because academia itself has become very collectivistic and that's why young women are doing better there and nobody wants to address this there's a there's a, a lot of young men are falling through the cracks and again what women don't get what women don't seem to understand is that in the future this is going to affect us too and our daughters and our granddaughters because Young men who are raised in these environments are not going to be able to find their place in society. And that's a danger for everybody. Why is that? I, you know, I, I, you're going to have, and you have it already. Look at the unemployment rate, like the, the real deal unemployment rate in this country. And by the way, it was the, the president of the Gallup polls who uh, put out this article. And I'll have to find you the link. But the reality is that eligible uh, adult 
people in the United States of America from the age of uh, 18 to 65, only 44% of them are employed full time. And it's mostly the like 18 to 30, 35 year olds that are having the hardest time finding work. And you now have an academic system that's not friendly to young men. So guess what? You're going to have a bunch of young men who don't have jobs and don't have education. And what happens when that happens? You have heightened crime. That's not a surprise to anybody. That's not a controversial statement. That's just what happens. It's common sense. And so, so then what happens? These young men are frustrated, then they're medicated, then they act out. And then everyone says, oh, it's toxic male culture. No, it's not. We live in a society that's unfriendly to young men right now, just like it was unfriendly to young women, you know, back whenever a couple hundred years ago. This is the problem. Nobody wants to look at this stuff because the rhetoric now at a high level academia is that, is that the, the rhetoric, and I've heard this verbatim, is that men cannot be oppressed. That men oh, yeah. cannot be oppressed. That it's not possible to oppress men because because they're the one they're they're the oppressors. Yes, ex exactly. And so because men historically were the oppressors, and again, that's a fallacy. That's a fallacy. In the past, most oppressors were men, but in the past, that does not mean that all that all men were oppressors. See, they don't understand logic because most of these people making these statements have never gone to school in logic-based fields, mm -hmm. so they don't understand the logical fallacy. It's like all, you know, all great Scotsmen. It doesn't work that way. The, the reality is throughout history, there were horrible oppressors. Most of them were men. And by the way, it was socioeconomic, just like it is now. And so poor men and women in the past for, for eons have all suffered together. And yes, you had brutal kings that, that, that were totalitarians that, um, that really harmed everybody. But that doesn't mean that the average man back in the day was an oppressor either. Not at all. And, and this is again these people don't have a they don't have historical context they don't understand logical fallacy they don't understand the the fact that socioeconomics are, are some it's actually the the biggest um uh, factor as to whether one succeeds in life this is the problem hmm. okay it's a bunch it's a bunch of shit yeah so okay um let's um you want to get into like um, the whole the whole misconception of, of uh, that surround the misconceptions that surround out of that I can't talk now misconceptions that surround the porn industry like I mean we were we were talking about Shelley Lubin and the Pink Cross right um you know because they they they're trying to push uh, a law in California to make uh, porn studios make their performers wear condoms. And you, you were saying that that was a bad idea. Right, right. Well, um, so, okay, so so the background on this, mm -hmm. and this is something most people don't realize about porn shoots. A lot of times, you know, the sex part might go on for an hour, but we have sex stills to do. It might be another half hour. So these guys have to get hard and soft and hard again and pop on command. It's a very challenging job, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, to be a male porn performer is, is not really easy. So... There's a push from the AIDS Healthcare Foundation and a lot of these groups that want to force us into using condoms. And that sounds really great on the surface. Oh, we're, we're protecting, um, you know, the, the safety of porn performers and, and diseases and blah, blah, blah. Well, the part that they leave out is we all test every two weeks. You have to test every two weeks, full mm -hmm. battery of STD tests in order to participate in the industry. If anything comes back 
uh, unclean, then you can't work. If you come back with HIV, you're, you never can work again. There hasn't been an HIV transmission on set since I think 2004. So we're looking at 11 years now. The reason is that the testing protocols work. Um, they, the testing protocol will pick up HIV in the blood before it's transmissible, meaning when you first uh, contract HIV, it exists in the blood as, uh, as a virus, and then eventually the viral load gets high enough that you can transmit it to others. Uh, Two-week tests get, pretty much are set up so that it would be detected in the blood before it can be transmitted. So, so our testing protocols work. Most of us like working without condoms. It's very, very challenging to get through a scene uh, with condoms unless the performer is either shooting his his dick up with something. I forget the name of the drug. They they literally take a needle to their penis oh. and, and, sh and shoot it up with a drug to keep it hard the whole no. time. Oh, yeah, or... Uh, they're on so much Viagra that it's actually harmful for their health later on. So uh, it's it's a challenge to get through the, the condom scenes. We don't want it. There's a lobby, and they're SJW types, but really what it is is the, the AHF makes a ton of money lobbying against porn, and that's why they started doing this. It's always money, and you can always follow the money. But who's, and that's how, how they make this money? I mean, who who's paying these people to... They, Mm -hmm. They are a uh, leftist lobby group, but what they started doing is they realized they could make money by lobbying against porn and then going to the traditional enemies of porn and collecting funds. And mm -hmm. because they're a they're a um, AIDS healthcare, you know, focused foundation, they do a lot of good in their own communities, especially with you know the largely homosexual population that has HIV. They they provide a lot of drugs and services, but they needed more money, so they picked an, an enemy that they could fight. Introduced Measure B. Um, mm -hmm. It was shot down at the state level, but it was enacted at the in the LA County level. Uh, so a lot of porn production has fled LA County as a result. And, uh, you know, it's been it's it's really an issue for all of us because the porn industry at this moment functions very much like mainstream TV and film. And I came from after I had worked in uh, aerospace engineering, the telecom then I worked in TV uh, film production. And that's how I ended up on the performance end of things. And it's really set up just like mainstream. I mean, it's it's really like if you went to a porn set, if I took any of you to a porn set, you're like, that's it. It's really kind of boring, you know. It's lights and and you're filming something, but it's production. It's sex. not. It's not like boogie nights or this like debauchery and blow going on. People. No. It's not like a. It's not like an orgy. Like people just banging and enjoying themselves. No, because see, it has to look good, and in order for it to look good, you've got to fucking all these weird angles and uh. weird like. Oh, you know, like watch porn, like watch it sometime and you'll notice like if a girl's riding cowgirl, for some reason she's turned around looking at the dick. Who does that in real life? Nobody does that. Now mm -hmm. when you're watching porn, it looks good. You don't think about it. Ah. But if you did it in real life, it's not, it's, it totally doesn't work. It's completely awkward. You, so You would think at this point everything will be done with computers. Imagine if Michael Bay uh, directed porn. <laughs> Things would be blown up. All the yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. These, these. You you would have to get like a new male performer every every night every day because boom oh now you're a tranny congrats. <laughs> <laughs> I I gotta record that you just you just going. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and so I think it's it's really it's really overblown that the uh, overblown. opponents of porn like to create moral uh, panic because they make money off of creating moral panic. So like Shelley Lubin. 
uh, actually, quote unquote, saved a friend of mine named Nadia Stiles when she exited the industry. Now, when she exited, mm -hmm. and the industry was different back then too, there was tons of work. So the girls would work sometimes two, three times a day. And you're talking they'd make fifteen hundred, two thousand a scene. So some of them are making six grand a day, right? Just, just shitting porn. Easy peasy stuff. And they would burn themselves out. They'd work way too hard for a couple of years and they'd freak out because they're tired and they're, it's an athletic job. I mean, it's a lot of it is athleticism. Yeah. So what would happen is the girls would leave. And Especially if you're fucking a fat bitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> April, you're breaking my fucking back. You should have did more squats. Holy shit. I'm just kidding. I love Holy her. Shit. I love her. She's cute. <laughs> but, <laughs> She's going to kick. Know. She's going to be like, I heard what you said. I'm yeah, kick you. She will kick. She can kick my ass. <laughs> well, um, it's so you know, it's it's the kind of thing where I think. You, so, like Shelley Levin exists on the periphery of the industry. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested thirteen billion dollars in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. When we talk about McDonald's combo meals, we talk about savory meat, golden fries, and your favorite drink. Now, the combo meals just got crispy juicy and tender with the new crispy chicken sandwich combo and you have to try it get a classic or spicy crispy chicken sandwich with medium fries and a medium soft drink like sprite for only six bucks promotion pricing may be lower than meal pricing cannot be combined with any other offer ba -da -ba -ba -ba. what she does is she quote unquote saves girls Mm -hmm. And then she lobbies to their fans saying, oh, I've saved her. Please donate to help her. And then she keeps all the money. Nice. So so Nadia was only there for like, I think, six months or something. And, you know, they brainwash them, too. They use religion and they use Christianity mostly. And they say, oh, you know, Jesus wants you to be saved. And the devil doesn't want you to go back to porn. Or the devil, you know, had you in porn, blah, blah, blah. A lot of times these girls just need a break. They need to, like, go on a sabbatical for a month. Some of them need – some of them have drug habits. They need to go to rehab, stuff like that. That would be a better, you know, solution. But literally Nadia told me that for sometimes for years these fans were sending money to Shelly Lubin long after Nadia left. Uh. And she was keeping all the money. And then the fans finally got in touch with her. Oh, you're back. She came back to porn. Oh, I, have you been getting my packages and the money I've been sending? She hadn't been getting a penny. That's how – this works. It's highly cannibalistic. These people are profiting off of. What off about of um, Elizabeth Rollins? That she, you know, she caught, um, you know, herpes from the industry. I mean, what? Like, I mean, that's that's the thing I've heard. In fact, I was speaking to one of my female friends today, and you know, telling her that I was going to have you on, and you know, I asked her, so what are your favorite male performers? And of course, she said James Dean, and I'm like, would you would you do them in real life? And she's like, no, because they all have herpes. Uh, well, I don't, you know. Look, I mean, it, I think there there are there are tons of people in the industry with herpes, just like there are tons of people mm -hmm. with, on a college campus with herpes. It's herpes is, is cold sores on your genitals, right? So um, I've known some porn performers with herpes. And mm -hmm. see, one thing about por about porn performers is that they're very in touch with their bodies because, again, our body is our money. 
So porn performers, especially now in the industry that are successful, are healthy people who go to the gym, who don't take drugs, who don't drink too much. Not saying that it doesn't happen. There's a lot of young girls who smoke a lot of weed, but it's weed. They're mm -hmm. not doing coke off each other's butt cracks. They're, it's, they're smoking weed, so whatever. But, um, the, you know, we're aware of our health. And if somebody has a herpes sore on set, you better believe they're getting sent home. So it's not... Like, it really isn't, I mean, Akela, I have friends who got herpes from some, you know, dudes they were dating, mm -hmm. some chicks they were dating. I mean, that shit's everywhere. So I think, you know, being in hysteria about stuff like that. The other thing about um, herpes, my understanding of it is that, you know, once you've had it once, then over time, the body kind of handles it from a from an immunology standpoint. And so... I, I don't think it's as big of a deal. I mean, I guess every time you sleep with somebody, you run the risk of getting herpes, though. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. The guy, these guys in the, in the chat are retarded. Uh, Mill just says, Bay working on porn would mean a lot of white explosions. Um, uh -huh. Sean Bird says, Michael Bay working on porn would be two explosions fucking each other. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, Jose, Jose Ortiz. Speak! Um... JJ Abrams porn full lens flares can't see jack shit. <laughs> oh god, fantastic! Um, I end. Uh, um, George Lucas directing porn. It'll be winning Academy Awards left and right. Damn Skippy. <laughs> Hallowed be live Lucas. Um, what else? The old, uh, the old, okay. Stanley Kubrick making porn would be hinting at a fake moon landing. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Why is the flag waving in the background? Exactly. I don't, I don't see any air there. That doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. This is an anal scene. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Aaron goes, what does she think about Jesse Rogers? I, I don't know who that is. Jesse Rogers? I don't know who that is. Okay. Either. So, uh, sorry. Kush Crazy KZ says, ah, no ass lines. Um, oh, Mill just says, ass lines sounds like a Darwin Award waiting to happen. Yes. Um, I, oh, <laughs> Adrian Rosario II, making sure he got that in. He, so why don't he just call himself Junior? Uh, I quit at life if Leonardo DiCaprio didn't get at at least a supporting male performer Academy Award if he did porn. Okay. So somebody's a Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio. Man. Oh, man. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of a, a name if they did, uh, if uh, Martin Scorsese did a porn. Yeah, somebody somebody <laughs> will. Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ima just imagine all these, like, legit. Uh, legit director started saying, "Like, look, let's just let's just cut the bullshit and just like blur the lines between mainstream and porn and just start making art." So yeah, yeah, that yeah. I, that's not so much of a joke, I guess. So, <laughs> um, so so Shelly Lubin basically she she she's hiding behind Jesus, uh -huh. and she's making she's making all this money. She's used, she's basically pimping out. You know these these uh, former porn stars for her own gain. Uh huh. Sell some books. Um, I mean, 
Does she like she 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 had half her uterus like removed, right? That's her. Who star? did Shelley Lubin? Shelley yeah, Lubin. I, you know it's I, and look. I mean, this stuff. Ha- you know, it's interesting is that there are tons of girls who get burned out on the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, a lot of them have pub- they publicly announced that they're leaving, and then they come back. And the reason they come back is and look, I came into the industry having work experience in lots of other fields. Yeah. So I came in and I went, oh, this is great. This is like super easy. Like even a difficult day, half the time. Part of the reason I could be so on social media with you guys is half the time I'm sitting around like just waiting for a scene in makeup. I'm not doing anything. So compare that to some of the stress I was under, you know, working at telecom, especially that was a really stressful job or, mm-hmm. or even doing TV film production from the, from the cruise side. Um, and the money is fantastic. So I think a lot, a lot of people burn out because they don't know how to psychologically and emotionally be performers. They, they, mm-hmm become their personas now i don't think that's exclusive to pornography i think that exists in every performance art i know plenty of actors and actresses who have faced the same struggle where they don't know how to turn off their public persona they don't know how to separate themselves from their work they don't understand what how to take a time out and that's something that you learn with experience. A lot of the porn performers don't know this. They become that character that they've created for themselves. And so then they burn out. They say, oh, I'm leaving the industry. I hate the industry. And they have all these bad things to say. Then they get out in the real world for a couple of years and they go, oh, shit, that was a pretty good deal. And then they come back. And so that's why you see so many of them that have denounced the industry come back. Yeah. I, okay, here. I just Googled Jesse Rogers. And here, let me read this quick article here. Uh, Ex-porn star Jesse Rogers exposes shocking abuses of the porn industry and tells her story. The below text, the uh, the below is a text of a speech given by Jesse Mendez to a class in Arizona State University. Um, the video from the speech can be watched below. How long is this uh, video? Uh, 12 minutes, so fuck that. Um... <laughs> She goes, hi, everyone. Today, I'm going to explain pornography and share my story with you. I'm currently 20 years old, and I retired from the adult industry in 2012, just a few months after I turned 19. To give a little background about me, I was born in Brazil, but I grew up in San Francisco, blah, blah, blah. I didn't actually start having sex till I was 16. Uh, the pastor in my church molested me when I was 12. I got raped by an older man when I was 15. Okay, let me try to see scroll here when uh, long story short. I met up with an agent when I was actually 17 and they explained to me that it's not regular modeling, it's porn and they booked me solid for the day after my 18th birthday until just a few months after that. I wasn't really thinking about it and I was what I was getting myself into. I just wanted the money and the validation that people in porn gave me. Since I did live in L.A., after getting into the industry, I hung out with a lot of people in the adult industry, and their stories were... Okay, this is getting boring. Okay, I'm trying to scroll, 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 scroll. <laughs> Sounds boring. Well, you know, you, here's here's my take on, yeah. on this, from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. And this is very common. It's, you know, it sounds like she was very young yeah. when she got in the industry. She got in, she found out it wasn't for her. And see, again, this is the part where, as a society, and this is not just porn actresses, it's everybody. Mm-hmm. We are not teaching people personal responsibility. So, for example, 
I took a job in telecom that I did not like. Mm. And I did not like it because I worked for a corporation that treated their employees mostly like crap. We had a fear-based type organizational structure. I was there for about two years, a little over. And um, they had layoffs every eight weeks and we were constantly being threatened with layoffs and it was just a very unhappy environment I, now I don't blame anybody but myself for staying there for two years it was an it was a not a pleasant right. organization to work in but I learned a lot about telecom I made the best of it and I got out when the time was right um, is that indicative of the entire telecom industry or all Japanese corporations or whatever? No, not necessarily. Was it a positive experience for me? Not really, but it, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I was literally working 80 hours a week to keep my job and that was standard there. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I could start talks on how horrible corporations or Japanese corporations are and I could make it about being, me being a woman or me being a minority or whatever. But the reality is that people, especially in porn, are very much like a lot of people who go into the performance arts. They're people who have maybe challenging backgrounds, especially if they have issues with sex, especially if they're very young. And I know there's some producers out there who want to raise the, the legal limit of performer, the age, to 21. Mm -hmm. Because if she was under... 21 when she started and and if memory serves now that you're talking about her, i think she was like 18 when she started yeah or i think you said that she um well she know. was she was talking to a a producer at 17 so she was getting groomed i mean no telling what was happening to her to prepare her for for this if i mean that's a, not another common I, well i guess a common misconception that you know you know these girls are taken advantage of well, so the other thing is, and, mm -hmm. and I think she's, I'm, I'm Googling her now, she's from Brazil. So was she talking to a producer in Brazil or here? Because the American porn industry is very, very different than a lot of the foreign porn industries. And this is why I'm defensive about the American porn industry being compared to the other ones, because it's different. The the Valley LA porn industry operates very much like mainstream media, Abroad in Brazil or in certain parts of Eastern Europe, yeah, it's totally rogue. And that's my concern about the condom laws because guess what happens? It's not like the entire porn industry goes to condoms. What happens is the porn industry shuts down because they can't afford to continue to function. And then it, it actually moves into places where there's less regulation and people are taken advantage of and you have 16, 17-year-old performers. So... So if you know you have a girl who retired from porn at 20, then mm. that means she must have been in it 18 and this is why Axel Braun and a lot of these producers don't will not hire under 21 year olds hmm. so so the 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 mainline industry the, the part that I um, participate in is very highly regulated every time I get on set I have to fill out a stack of papers like 10 12 papers and I have to give them two IDs and they have to copy them again even if I've worked with these people a hundred times before they have to again see my IDs verify we do videos before and after shoot um, you know where the before shoot video is like hey do you know you're gonna be at a porn movie do you know you're being asked to do XYZ I agree to whatever I'm gonna do they say okay at the end of the video shoot they have another video saying hey did we ask you to do anything you didn't want to do were you harmed in any way blah 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 and by the are way you on your, are you drugged are you here on your own volition yeah are you yeah. associated with isil what is isil uh that uh you know the the the, the other the other cia created 
um, oh, got terrorist it. group. Got yeah. it. Let me it's just throw it out there. Nine Eleven was an inside job. Google it. So um, moving on. <laughs> World Trade Center Seven. How yeah. About that? Oh, see now, see you know, I I googled your your movies, and now you just saying that just gave me gave me a hard on. <laughs> now that what like see this this is how much of a conspiracy nut I am. You say World Trade Center Seven. All right, yeah, okay. I'm about to just send you a ring. I'm such a damn simp. You are. Ouch. <laughs> damn. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a take on that. I just know about it. Oh. Okay. I don't. Know. Yeah. But I but I know about it. I mean, it's. I don't know. I mean, you know, material science standpoint, it's hard for me to buy that it was jet fuel. I think there's something else going on, but I don't know what it was. Oh yeah. Well yeah. I mean, we'll find we'll find out what really happened when it's the 80th anniversary and all the people that were involved are dead and you know we're a one world government and it's like it all started when you know we had to trick the American people into. You know, giving up their their sovereignty by. But it's always you know. it's always been like that, though. You know, I, I think if you look at society as a whole, I mean, we're really still living under Rome. It's all it's all the same, and, and it's always been. Whether it was created or whether it was something that happened, these things are leveraged. All these different events are leveraged mm-hmm. to to have us lose our freedoms, and, and, and it's a consistent theme in society historically. It's consistent whether it's. 9-11 or whether it's uh, gaming or whatever the hell it is that they can pull out of their pocket to create a way to legislate people out yeah. of freedom. I mean, and, and writers have written about this for history. And yeah. this is like nothing new. Yeah. Oh, I, we just we just made some fans by by conspiracy talk corner. <laughs> Did we? Yeah, Louis is right on ISIS, ISIS, ISIL, and ISIS and 9/11. I hearted this broadcast. Louis is a great host, and Mercedes is down to earth. Also, yeah, you're mad down to earth. E A E A R F, Earth. 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 <laughs> I say it correct. Uh, Pearl Harbor was a false flag. Uh, Pearl Harbor That's was true. Pearl Harbor was an inside job. Uh, Andrew says, "Smart lady." Damn, Skippy. I don't get no dummies up in here. What? I, I was going to get, uh, what's her name? That chick from uh, uh, Zach and Mary? What, what's her name? Kate? Kate something? I don't know who that is. Kate. She was a porn star. Eh. Well, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, number 902 has to be the buzzkill. Uh, I ain't a fan of conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, no. The '93 attack was also an inside job. I, I was, you know, hell, shoot. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. Oh. Okay. So, um. Okay. Let's um. Go into. Uh, oh, have you ever heard of Slut Walk? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I know some of the the Slut Walkers. Oh, you do. What do you what do you think about um, the you know that story that kind of started it all that a cop was like if you don't want to get raped don't dress like a slut. Well, you know, I mean, it's. I mean, there here's is... here's how here's my take on the slut walk. Oh, okay. It's like like here's how I feel about it. I think absolutely people should wear whatever the fuck they want, and there are also consequences to wearing whatever the fuck you want. So. It's common sense. Like, like what I've noticed is that 
Um, if you live in an area that, like, it, okay, I live in Southern California, right? Mm -hmm. I can walk around in short shorts and a tank top most of the time. Nobody gives a fuck because it's hot here for the most part. It's yeah. kind of a beach culture. So it's not a big deal. So I can walk around in that. And it's, like, not a slutty thing. It's just what people do, especially when I lived right by the beach. It was, like, totally normal. Um, but when I, I lived for a little bit in France and I lived next to an area that was highly Muslim, mm -hmm. and this isn't correct, but if I in, in certain areas, if I didn't have my head covered because I look like a Muslim to them in South of France. I mean, I, I'm, I don't look French, so I look Muslim, I guess. And a couple times I got spit on for not having my hair covered, which was really weird to me. Cause I'm like, I'm a Rican from California. Like how totally different is that? Um, <laughs> But but I knew that. Well, that that's you know yeah okay. I mean I'm not really, I'm not a New York Puerto Rican, but New York Rican, yeah. Don't I'm not a New York Rican. I don't get the I don't get that card. But um, but the thing I learned was that if you walk around, you know, in certain environments, like if I was ever going to go visit a Muslim country, I'm going to be covered because. If I walk around in shorts and a tank top, I'll either probably get spit on or God knows, like who knows, right? <laughs> so I think, so I think, you know, and it's, it, this is where culture takes place, like in the Southern California culture, it's fine. Is anybody ever asking to get raped? No, of course not. Yeah. But I know from experience. I do sometimes like, because I could use the, you know, the attention. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there you go. Mm -hmm. But the, but the thing is that if you if you dress a certain way and you draw attention to yourself, you run the risk of getting attention you don't want. Like like when I travel through the airport, especially I'm going to porn shoots and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm dressed like baggy sweatshirt and sweatpants. I'm not drawing attention to myself. That's like hot. that's you don't want to do like if if I do that, then if I get attention, then I get the attention. It's no different than a dude walking around with like controversial tattoos or something. You know, right. if you walk around with a fucking swastika tattooed on your arm, you're gonna get attention. Like it's gonna happen. So, yeah, you probably get some high fives. Like I, I'm with you, brother. Yeah, and then yeah. you're gonna get some that are like, "Fuck you, you're a you know racist piece of shit," and and that's the. Eh, they don't understand the struggle. <laughs> but, <that laughs> but, but I mean, you know, but it's the same thing with clothes. I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Yes, you should be able to do whatever you want. I'm a big believer in that. I think people should do whatever they want as long as they're not harming other people, and there are repercussions. Like, like uh, I knew, I knew a girl who was raped in. I mean, fuck, I was raped. Yep. When I was college age, I wasn't raped like on a college campus. I was raped. And you know what I learned? I fucking learned a lot about my own safety. Mm -hmm. And I learned a lot about who to trust and who not to trust. And, and you know, I mean, I had shit put in my drink. And it was J GHB, you know? And I are you mean, sure? Are look, you sure you're not? I mean, what, what, I mean, what would you say if somebody says, well, you're victim blaming? Or you're blaming yourself? Well, like... You know, well, I, I mean, you, you know, it, it's not your fault. I mean, they're, yeah. they're like uh, the person. I, I think it's safe to say that the man, the type of man that rapes is a fucking psychopath. Like, it, you know, I'm not going to I'm not, you know, again, not trying to be a white knight. But I mean, me personally, I, you know, forcing a woman to to sleep with you is is kind of pathetic. 
Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, here's here's mm-hmm. here's my take. There's like there's like actual like rape where it's like some dude who and, and for me it was <laughs> it was a dude who was like a you know a friend acquaintance of mine that it's I mean it got, I was in such a different place in my head. I was so young at the time. It's a t- totally different world to revisit. But um, this is part of educating people to make smart choices because yes, it's never the victim's fault and. There were certain life skills and lessons mm. that nobody had taught me that if they, I had learned some of this stuff earlier on, it probably wouldn't have happened. And I think that it's twofold. It's never we're never victim blaming, but it's but to negate the education part. It's kind of like there was controversy about um, teaching rape law because it's triggering. It's like, well, that that's insane because if we don't teach lawyers in law school rape law, then how are they ever going to convict rapists? Right. But but there was a controversy about teaching it because it was triggering for for the students who had been raped and the, the funny thing like people act like rape is like a, a female only topic i know men who've been raped i know a lot of men who've been raped partially because i know a lot of men in the gay culture and mm. partially because i just know a lot of people but i know men who've been raped too and they're even less um they're even more hesitant to to talk about it because it's kind of like it's considered to be you know emasculating a lot of times drugs have to do with it mm-hmm. you know and people taking drugs and the other thing is too is now they're also considering things to be raped that even when i was in college wasn't considered to be raped so like sometimes you have those nights where you and this happened to me in college you fucking black out because you just go partying too much with somebody and you wake up the next morning and go did we fuck I don't remember. And sometimes people wake up with that and they go, oh my God, I was, I was inebriated so I couldn't consent. And I've had a few of those experiences where I'm, I'm sure I did consent, but we were both fucked up. He, he and I, or one time she and I we were both, you know, so I think the substances are sometimes the bigger issue and people don't want to touch that because it's, you know, it's rape. So nobody wants to touch the topic. Right. Um, here we're getting some. Uh, here's some comments we got. Inaria of uh, Tyra. I don't know how to pronounce that. God, I'm so fucking illiterate. I, I disgust myself. Uh, <laughs> when when I went to the store after work in my UCP, I was get I was gonna get attention. I expected thank you for your service or anti-military folk whispering angrily or glaring at me. How you dress generally determines the type of attention you receive. Uh, Charles Robinson says, Rape is not about being a psycho. It's about power. You know, but seriously, if a guy needs to get power like that, he is psycho. Um, He or she. Fuck it, you know. These horrible guys want power over another person. Yeah, but that's kind of, that's fucking sociopathic, I guess. Or the power to control another through their actions. Number 902 says, uh, rape is not okay. If you could get a girl that's, uh, if you can't get a girl that's pathetic that you have to stoop so low, do not do it. That's what the fuck I just said. Uh, okay. Uh, Mr. Eli says, what's Mercedes view? Mercedes, Mercedes. That's it. Oh, you What's Mercedes? Mercedes? Yeah, I said it right. See, I say words correct, and then I just start cursing myself out. I'm like, you said it wrong, moron. (laughs) That's my sickness. That's that's not you. That's my sickness, and I keep that to myself. 
Uh, what's Mercedes' view on uh, that faux rape story on that college guy in Rolling Stone magazine and the implications of that article? Oh, well, that's, you know, I talked about that briefly in my, my rant on YouTube, but, um, you know, basically, uh, th this is my issue with, you know, here's, here's a problem I have with society mm -hmm. right now, where it used to be when people were crazy and were attention-seeking, we could call them out. And now if that crazy attention-seeking person is a woman and is crying rape, we're not allowed to. Because that, that story, if you followed it, that University of Virginia story, yeah, she, she was not, it was a totally, it was completely unverified claims. Rolling Stone picked it up. People started questioning it because there were holes, there were logical holes in her story. Mm -hmm. Because she's probably got some mental health issues that need to be addressed, you know, whatever. Yeah. Anybody who would lie about rape like that and do it so publicly, and then she was carrying around a mattress for attention. I mean, this is a person who's got some sort of serious psychological <laughs> disorder, right? So, I'm sorry. She's carrying around a mattress? Yeah. No, she was carrying, she, she carried, that was why it was a story. She was carrying around a twin-sized mattress with her every, everywhere she went to, like, try to shame the guy for the rape. But the This is your was, stain! Yeah, but I think they were both German for an exchange students. I mean, this is these... <laughs> it was so weird. So, but it was a pro I mean, they, he, she ruined this young man's life. You just Oktoberfested my damn pillowcase you finally discovered. Oh, you disgusting son of a bitch. Shit, man. It was, and you know what? It was, it was that ethics and journalism issue that we've talked about at Gamergate. God, you goddamn right? and, it, and it, it was also the fact that in society, you, you're not allowed to question somebody who claims to be a victim anymore, which is a problem for people who are real victims. Because yeah. then something actually happens. Mm -hmm. And the thing that they're not talking about, you know, they talk about college rape as though it's an epidemic. But what they're not mm -hmm. talking about in these these conversations and this is the same beef I have with a lot of these extreme modern rad femmes is they're not talking about the uh, the socioeconomic factors so so they're not looking at like rapes that happen in lower income environments where it's actually higher they're looking at the uh, instances of accusation on upper tier college campuses and so this is, you know, there's a real vilification of like in the UK, they call it lad culture. And here we'd call it like the bro culture. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, it's the bro culture. You know, the, the lacrosse team that was all blamed for something that they didn't do. Oh, yeah. um, again, it's or just, um, Lena Dunham. Yeah. The, the whole Lena. Like I said this joke on stage and I got like epically cursed. I'm like, okay, Lena Dunham could admit in her book that she was molesting her sister for uh, for 10 years yeah. and she still has a career yeah a bunch of women who i believe are just trying to crowdfund um bill cosby or like trying to get trying to get the, get their payday from bill cosby after years and years you know saying now nah, they got raped and now he can't work but see, I think, you know, I mean, I don't know, the Bill Cosby one, like, I read some of those accounts, and some of these were big-time women that, I mean, I actually think that he is some sort of, like, who knows, because I wasn't there, but, mm -hmm. you know, when you have some of these big names like Beverly Johnson, she doesn't really have anything to gain by speaking out. If it was just a bunch of randoms, like, I would, I might say, hey, let's, cause to me, here's, here's the deal, I mean, it should be always innocent until proven guilty, right. that's how the justice system should work. Um, so... 
you know, if they take it to trial or whatever, I mean, I don't know how they're going to handle Cosby. But when Beverly Johnson spoke out about him, that's when I was like, okay, she doesn't have anything really to gain by saying this. And that was, to me, that, that put a lot of holes in his defense. I mean, the guy could be just a psychopath who does this. Like, it happens. Well, I mean, the way the I mean, I'm thinking is, okay, Bill Co- even when Bill Cosby was young, he didn't look like that much of an ass kicker. I mean, I don't see how anyone could be afraid back then to bring it up. And No, but but you know what though? Mm-hmm. You know what though? I think a lot of it is that he was such a big star and these people these he, you know, he was dealing with women who wanted to have careers in media and he was such a big deal that they were afraid to cross him because it would mean the end of their career. And I think that's that's why you know, this is where Again, we're talking also about a different era. So in the 70s and 80s, the reason there was such a push for feminism was because... Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. If you've got an insurance question, you could talk to a dentist. But instead of filling you in on ways to save on your policies, he'd probably be too busy filling in that loose crown. Or you could talk to your local Geico agent, who will use their expertise to polish up your policies from home and auto to renters, motorcycle, boat, and RV too. So while, yes, your dentist can save your smile, your Geico agent could save you money, which will make you use that smile a whole lot more. To find a Geico agent near you, visit geico.com slash local. Fucking weird shit was happening like this. Like, I know a guy who's part of a church that basically started because some, it's a long story, but it was the same type of thing. Like, the pastor was, you know, raping all the women. And they all kept quiet about this for like 20, 30 years because mm. they couldn't speak out. And it was because in his church, he decreed that the women weren't allowed to talk on Sundays. So, <laughs> so, so how convenient because then he was raping them and then they couldn't talk to each other. It was the only time that they'd see each other was at church. And he made it so they couldn't talk. So I don't doubt that shit like this happens. But see, again, by calling all men misogynists, then it, then it makes it harder for society to want to handle or deal with the ones that are that are truly fucking psychopaths. Because most men are not psychopaths, just like most women are not psychopaths. Right. Most people are most people are totally fine. And then you get these outliers, and and then all of a sudden that story becomes everybody. So so now we're hesitant. Like if a man really is a serial rapist, we're hesitant to believe he is because there have been so many men who have been accused of being them that are not. Hmm. That's the problem that I have with this. It's, it's across the board, you know? I mean, you've got, you've got women who are making false rape claims. So then when a woman who's really raped comes forward, everyone goes, oh, we don't know if we can believe this. Yeah, I but- mean, I, I to- I, we were talking last night, you know, do, I guess, or pre-interview to prepare for today. Uh, you know, I, I was falsely accused of rape when I was 19. Um, you know, and, and it, it, it fucked me up so bad that, that it made me hate women for a good 10 years. Ah, shit. So, I mean, it was, uh, you know, I was dating this girl for nine months. Uh, we didn't have sex. We were, we didn't make out. We weren't holding hands because she wasn't ready. And I'm thinking, you know, since, you know, I came from a Christian household, you know, mm-hmm. I was doing the right thing by waiting. 
and you know respecting her respecting her boundaries well it turned out and at the time I was going to college and working so I was making I was making time to see her mm-hmm. so you know I you know I went and one of the biggest fights we would arguments we would have is how come you're always going to your your homegirls uh your homegirls crib for like weeks on end and I barely there are times that I I'm barely able to see you oh what I can't have friends I can't I'm like I'm not saying that but you know I make time for you I mean can I get some time to see you I mean we are dating uh one day I went to go visit her you know at her parents house and I see her as I'm walking into the lobby I the elevator doors open and she's making out with her girlfriend Mm. and I'm like oh well this makes a lot of sense I guess we're not seeing each other anymore and I I started walking back home I turned the corner to my block a car screeches next to me her father her uncle her brother her brother's her brother's friends come out the car kick the shit out of me oh shit saying you raped my sister you 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 know and I'm like yeah so you know and then they drag me to the police station I'm in an interrogation room the detective saying here sign this confession and you could go home I'm like confession for what oh for for raping her I'm like, I didn't rape her. Oh, so why would she lie? Well, she she was she lied because she didn't want to tell her her family that she was gay. Uh. She was just dating me as a cover. She huh. would you know, and there were times that she was telling her family that she was with me when she was really with her. Wow. So um she told she told the cops that that I raped her that day. That she, no, she didn't take a shower. That I didn't use a condom. That she might she might be pregnant. And they're like, good, great. Let's let's go to the hospital. Let's get that. Let's see if let's see if we could get some DNA. Mm-hmm. She she fought she fought him on it. She she refused and she eventually she had to recant. Mm. Which I guess lucky for me. Yeah, 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 totally. So was I given? Was was were her family charged with assaulting me? Were was I given an apology? No, keep your nose clean. Get the fuck out. Right. So to this day, I mean, and and the in the case of Lena Dunham, even in her book, not only is she talking about being a pedophile with, with and she calls herself a pedophile uh-huh. in the book. She she falsely accuses a gentleman in her college of raping her that she ended up ha- that that the publishers ended up having to pay off. He right. actually he actually won he actually won money to to uh you know to to pay you know they actually settled. So how does she still how come she's allowed to still have a career is what I'm trying to find out. Right. Well, that's there's two things. There's that double standard of the belief that women cannot be abusers, can't be rapists. You know, mm-hmm. I think that that's that's one of the biggest ones. And see, the thing is like that growing up, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I grew up in a very dysfunctional environment, but my mother was a very emotionally abusive person and physically sometimes too, but um so I understand well that it, it's not just men. 
Like, and I grew up, I grew up around a lot of dysfunctional people. It wasn't just my immediate family. So you see early on, like men and women are both capable of crazy and they're both capable of good. I think, again, this goes back to the Lena Dunham thing. I think yeah. it goes back to we're not allowed anymore to call people out for being fucking batshit insane. Yeah. Like it used to be like, it was like that person's fucking crazy and they need, they need to. And I also think it's partly because the psychological community has been overtaken by these nutters who have all been churned through this yeah. crazy academia, you know, narrative where, where they literally are like, Oh, well, you know, Lena Dunham was just experimenting on molesting her sister. Like, it's like, Oh, well it's a experimental phase. And it's like, no, no, that's, that's fucking crazy. Like this woman's a nut. She's a fucking nut job. If you read any of her work, yeah. she's nuts. And it used to be that we would call that shit out, and now we like, it, we don't we don't do that. It's like, oh, it's considered to be hip and modern and you know avant garde or something to be that fucked up. Yeah. Well, people, I, again, not not personally responsible. Yeah, I mean the the thing is, uh, and again, this is something I said in my act, which pisses off anybody. Is like, how come she's a lot... Like, I've seen that show Girls, and it's mediocre at best. Just because it's, you know, women doing stuff that... that Doing jokes that guys did, like, years ago. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh my god, I'm so, you're so you're so groundbreaking that, that a woman's doing it. It, it would be like... It, it would be like a dude doing... A, I guess a dude doing a double anal. And he's right. just and he's doing it and he's doing it lackadaisically. Does it does he does do does he get the pass? And he's like, oh my god, he's such a groundbreaker. He's doing double anal, you know, and he's taking you know, but he's like, not convincing. I don't uh-huh. know. I don't know. I'm just trying. I just wanted to say <laughs> double anal. You just wanted to say double. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't give you a chance to say double anal before that. I wanted that. I want to say double. I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm yeah. looking at the comments too. Let's see. Oh, you got. Oh, you. Oh, you got the comments. I got them. I found the comments. Nice. Okay. So, okay, and oh, Inara says, uh, when she was in language training, they we. She says, when I was in language training, we had female airmen who cheated on her husband, uh, which is grounds for a non-judicial punishment, and you know, with multiple Marines of rape. To avoid being in trouble and the crews were disturbed. Oh, so she she cheated on her husband and to avoid um, being punished for that, she she cried rape. Oh. And even after the finding out the allegations were false, these guys were never able to come back from that. See, this is this is why we need to start teaching our children personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like it's all personal responsibility. I swear to God, if I had a son that was high school or college age, I would be making him document every fucking sexual move that ever happened via text with his girlfriend. <laughs> like, like, because because it's so scary for these young men now. You would probably be a cool. You know, you'd probably it's, be a it's cool a mom. You would probably be a cool mom that like yo ma, I got laid. Oh my god, let's have a bar mitzvah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd be no, I'd be. I, I would if be I told my mom that even at my age, I'm 31, like mom, I got laid. She'd be shitting. She'd be sitting shiva, right now. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not even Jewish. <laughs> well, you know, it's just, I mean, I think that having, and I, you know, I don't know too much about this, but if you're going to have kids, it's, you know, it should be about preparing them for the world. And I see this stuff and I think this would be scary to be a young man in the world. Oh, now, yeah. that's, is that to invalidate female rape victims? No, I've been there. I get it. Mm-hmm. But we, 
I know how horrible it is to be raped, and I also know how I would how I would recommend that that be prevented. Like I know all that in my head. How I would t- teach a woman to be empowered to not put herself in those situations. I'm sorry, but that's part of it too. Is be smart about the situations you put yourself in. Um, you know, I knew a girl who was who was gang raped, and this is a long time ago. Mm. And she was at a frat party, and she got fucking wasted, and she's flirting with five of these dudes, like bad fucking news and and i wasn't there for it like i wasn't there at the time but i Mm -hmm. heard about it and she had a habit of doing that and blacking out drunk you know and again is it her fault no but what happens is you know they start talking about consent and there's like an implied consent that happens if you've been uh flirting with five dudes at a party or whatever like this is common sense shit Mm -hmm. and now it's like verboten to talk about like me saying that like me even saying hey don't get fucking blackout drunk if you're a woman alone yeah. at a party with yeah. five dudes. Like that's considered unless to be unless you have unless you have the proper blackout buddy. Uh, and, yes. And also, you know, and, and I think they should start selling blackout buddies at like Seven Eleven, in case you know if you wanna if you're gonna get turned up, you know you might as well have a have somebody that's gonna you know, either that or or they should come out like with like a vaginal shield, that uh you know. <laughs> that runs on Windows CE so that way when you when you wanna you know when it's when the night is over it has like a handprint scan <laughs> oh my god that's like somebody posted a, vi- a video from a movie that was like that it was like with Sandra Bullock or something and, and uh, Sylvester Stallone and they had this weird headpiece and they oh, were yeah. having sex I don't remember what movie that was oh that was, was uh, Demolition Man yes Demolition Man and it was so fucking weird back in my had... day yeah yeah, yeah Taco, Taco Bell Taco Bell is a is a five star restaurant. It's, not, <laughs> it's like demo, demo. <laughs> now it's and so I'm looking through here and, and Nara says it's like she has conversations with her brother's fourteen about this. I would I would be terrified because it's such a and you know what's weird about this to me is really what we should be doing instead is destigmatizing sex because if we destigmatize sex then you wouldn't have the same false rape claims. And Mm. and that's what I think is weird is that there's not as much focus on that. Cause like, if you're cool with just saying, Hey, yeah, I'm a, like, like I said, I'm like, yeah, I'm a big fucking slut. Like totally. Mm. Like I will totally don't make you a bad person. And then I'll come like, come home and I'll fuck whoever. Cause I feel like it. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing though. I'm ashamed about it. And that's, I think if we teach people not to be ashamed of themselves, Mm. then we don't, won't even have to deal with this. I mean, and, and that's, that's the common misconception. I mean, Honestly, you know, true men might not want to marry a slut, but we we still like sluts. I get tons I, of marriage offers. You can't. Oh, really? Like, here's what I learned: is that it's uh-huh. not that men don't want to marry a slut; it's that men don't want to marry a woman who's just a slut. So women who are just sluts are not marriageable. But mm. I fucking get like all. I mean, I have never had any problem having relationships. Well, you or... just turned me on by saying building seven and. <laughs> Oh, and last night when you were talking about Agenda Twenty One, I'm like, I'm like, e- yeah, I think, I think, in fact, I think you should do a porno where you're just doing the whole Alex Jones thing. Oh, I, lo- I love that dude. He's so cool. Not really. <laughs> really? Okay, says, you you haven't you haven't you haven't learned about him yet, then. I think he's hilarious, though. He, no, I like how mad he gets. He's like angry. He's like, I'm angry. I am. You know, we're going to. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna win! We're gonna destroy the New World Order! And, <coughs> damn. 
and we're gonna put them in the FEMA camps, and we're gonna, I'm gonna boot rape them. Wait, what? What the <laughs> fuck? Did, did he just say, what? What? Nah, I, I'm down with shooting them, but butt rape, nah, son. Did he say that? He didn't say no, that. No, no, he didn't say that. But I would die laughing if he did. But honestly, <laughs> I, I actually, actually met Alex Jones uh, when he was in New York back in uh, 2007. Uh-huh. And I mean, I swear to God, he looks like he steals the women's sizes from the Infowars store. Oh, really? He yeah, wears he, all tight shirts. He wears tight shirts. He he wears tight pants. Like he he his pants are so tight, you could you know you could tell what he had for breakfast. Oh no, that's hilarious. like from from, from <laughs> like you could tell that there's like a log forming in his colon. Like as we speak, that's how tight his pa- he wears his pants. I was, you know, I was really, I was ripping into him, uh, like, right behind him. I think he heard me, got pissed. I was like, if he, if Ben and Jerry's came out with, like, a, a ice cream, it would be called Terror Swirl. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I, you know, but, you know, you know, Alex, Alex, you know, you outgrow Alex, because it's like, oh, wait, he's, he, he might be one of them. Unfortunately. Well, you know, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know what his intention is, but what I do like about him mm-hmm. is that he asks questions about it. Maybe he has like, here's my, my stance on it is I don't fucking know. Like I have mm-hmm. no idea. Do I, I think a lot of the shit that happens in the world is really, really weird. And it seems like it's planned. Yes. Do I know that for certain? No. Do I have any idea who possibly did it? No. So mm-hmm. I asked the question about it and I, and I have like, you know, ideas about what it may or may not be, but unfortunately, I don't have the the, the ability to be there for it. So I think just asking the question—that's you know—that's really what education is. It's learning to ask questions, and I think this is where our society has failed because we've taught people that education is about having answers, when in actuality, education is about asking the right questions. Well, that's the thing. When it comes to Alex, and you know, and and I've known, I know some people, especially what he did to uh, Jack Blood, what he did to Mike Rivero, anyone that questions Israel, he's had fired. Um, anyone, uh, he's, he's also in Austin. He, uh, there was a, a, uh, another network that was going to be a conspiracy theory radio network was, uh, was buying, uh, transmitters and he sabotaged that. So him, I mean, look, I'm all for giving out the information, but when it, when your main focus becomes, okay, um, I'm going, I'm, I, I need to make, I need to be the forefront leader in this. And even though, even though on my radio say everyone's a leader, um, no, really I'm the leader. I'm the only one that needs to make money. Um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to fuck everybody else's shit. And a lot of 9-11 conspiracy theorists have, have discovered this about Alex and like, we just stopped. Like I stopped listening to Alex a long time ago. Well, I don't really listen to him, so yeah. I don't really know like what he like. I don't know what he's up to now. I know I've seen videos of him in the past. I think, again, it's it's you know people have their businesses, people have mm-hmm. their ideas, people might even feel convicted in their ideas. Um, yeah, but and when I you start, and I don't know. You know, I think again, this is yeah. all, I go back to. It's like I really feel like so much of the world is that we're infighting over the crumbs of society. We infight. This is where violent crime comes in. This is like what happened to Cytheria, why it happens, because people are fighting for the crumbs. And yeah. if we start to look at the world instead and go, well, why are we doing that? Like, 
somebody's been talking to me a lot about Bitcoin lately, and I'm like, you know, that's an interesting idea is getting off of this government currency and cr like being part of something that's more created by other people and, you know, more collectivistically. Is that the answer? I don't know. But it seems like the more we wise up and ask the questions and start working together as opposed to working against each other, the world's going to get better. Right. Someone asked me about Jesse Ventura. I'm directing him to Google uh, Jesse Ventura and Christy Aphrodite and read her article about him. Because he, he's, uh, he's a piece of shit, too. I mean, a lot of people in the 9-11 uh, Truth Movement, uh, I've, I've discovered, are pieces of shit. Oh, well, that's yeah. too bad. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I stay, like, yeah. to be honest, it's like, I'm so, I don't know what happened. But to me, when you start getting into that stuff, like, it's done. Like, that's already over. It yeah. already happened. So let's look at what we can change, What what is... Like, I'm more interested in creating community on a more grassroots, on-the-ground kind of level. I mean, to me, the grassroots is the internet. That's the on-the-ground portion. Because, you know, people from all over the world can be a part of it. But yeah. I'm more interested in doing that than... Because if, if, let's say, the answer is that there are these, like, global elites who own everything, mm -hmm. well, then we're all fucked anyway. You know, then it goes back to the George Carlin, you know, the, the American dream, you have to be asleep to believe it right. type of thing. And, yeah. I mean, that's... I'm already cynical enough. That's fucking depressing. So let's. And again, and again, you just turned me on by mentioning George Carlin and 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 his and that famous bit. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, again, again, oh, you, you, you won't even need to. You won't even need to take off your clothes. Just, just start reading off stuff. <laughs> like start that. Reciting and, my favorite Carlin skit. Yeah, just just reciting your favorite Carlin spit. Uh, Carlin spits. Really? Who's Carlin Spitz? I know a Carlin Spitz. Somewhere. Oh, yeah? No, 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 I don't. No, Carl, uh, <laughs> you know, bits, and uh, you know, you, you'll probably, you'll probably, you know, sell it to Vivid. I <laughs> could. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it'll probably, it'll probably get a lot, make a lot of money, or it'll just get pirated like crazy. Oh, I have like. I have this this new fan that um, totally found me through this like, theory thing, and he's like some sort of, I don't know, he does something with pirating shit, but he's like, oh, yeah, no, I'll get your shit all removed from the torrent sites. And I was like, that's no, that's rad. Like, that's a good fan right there. Aw, don't do that to people. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you have to buy my shit. Support the companies that what, pay me. What a jerk. <laughs> he's yeah. awesome. I was like, and I was thinking, I was like, I'm like one of the only probably porn actresses who would think that way like I was so excited like oh yeah like this guy's all into you know torrent stuff pirate whatever so he's like one of those guys who like has an anonymous mask on his profile or something like that it was cool yeah uh, Mill just says as a Minnesotan I deeply apologize for being the state to put Jesse Ventura in the governor's seat uh, come on, man! Ocean, o o oceans, ra Oakum's oh. razor. What the? Oakum's Oakum's razor is the the idea that usually ah. the stupidest, like easiest um, explanation for something is true. So, like when it comes to conspiracy theories, a lot of times people say, "Well, it's probably more likely that the simplest explanation that's true." I, I don't know. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes not. Because you know, when you start like you know, you hear about like read about the Reichstag fires. The Nazi the Reich, Germany. Yeah, the Reichstag. Reich, 
Yeah, Reichstag. Like, that was, it seems like that would be just a fire, but that was totally a conspiracy. We know that because Germany lost. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's that's my take on it. I don't know. Fuck if I know. I don't know shit. I'm just a porn actress. Yeah, I heard conspiracy talk and I came as fast as I could. I So did I. Now I got to clean myself <laughs> off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah no no I mean look well, just, I like I believe Jesse Ventura before our government yeah well you know look he he mixes the good stuff with the bad stuff that's what they do though the, they sprinkle some truth and but the like I mean read that art read that article that I posted um you know uh it's called uh, Jesse Ventura tool for the New World Order and you'll see the picture of him there and read that article and you let me know what the daily <laughs> so uh, don't blame Minnesota for Jesse Ventura blame Vince McMahon he put that asshole on TV first okay so okay um, man what, what else we got I don't know I gotta jump off here so I gotta get uh, up early right so go work tomorrow. We're gonna been... go be a slut on camera. Yay! You know. Yay! Yay! So who who are you working with? Tomorrow I'm working uh, with Tyler Nixon for uh, don't, don't know Wicked. Wicked films. Ah, is this is this going to be a um? Is this going to be a spoof on uh, the Anne Frank story? <laughs> Oh shit, no! I don't think so. Even the porn industry is like, we're not touching that. Really? Um, I, no, I don't know. Hustle Schin probably. Schindler's List, a porno, a porno spoof. <laughs> Oof. I don't. Uh, you know what? Uncle Larry at a at a hustler would probably not be above doing that. Which you know, I support. Uncle, I support free speech. That I like to look at naked girls. <laughs> oh, he's a and he's a total. You know, he's got. To talk about not PC, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's free speech, man. Like, oh, you're yeah. not gonna make yeah. people happy. It's just the deal. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so tomorrow I get to I get to do that for Wicked, and it's a nice. condom shoot, so I gotta oh. make sure my pussy's ready for that. Okay, so what what do you do? Do you like do you like put some um, capsin salt on it or something? You got it all nice and warmed up. Do you do like some stretches? Um, yeah, Merce sure. Mercedes is the info war, says Casey. <laughs> yeah, I'm the info war. I'm the info warrior. <laughs> nice. Oh, just the wrestler's not above anything. Hey, Mercedes is not a slut on camera, but is an artist on camera who happens to make people explode in their beds, pants, and computer screens. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks, Charles Robinson. Nice. That's nice. Hustler's <laughs> not above anything. No, they're not. No, which no. I appreciate about them. I, no, no, I totally appreciate that. You know what? If we live in a society mm -hmm. where people are, are above certain types, because to me, parody and satire yeah. are absolutely forms of art that need to be protected because as soon as that goes away, and this is what, I wrote a couple of articles that I'll, like, I'll post or something that, um, that were on censorship and, and gaming, and most of, most of my friends online have seen them, but, but uh, it's exactly that. I mean, this is where we, sli you know, slippery slope into totalitarianism when you can't joke about things anymore. Hey, hey, hey that, it's slippery Asian American. Do not, don't be racist on this show. Oh, shit. 
I didn't was, say that. Hey, you know, you want to go slopes and shit, you know, don't, don't, you know, I don't want to get no lettuce. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just, all right. Um, oh, wow. That's just mean. Uh, Mercedes is my second favorite slut. I, oh, I am my, I, oh, she's her own favorite slut. Okay. Oh, yeah, I love Inara. <laughs> Inara. Okay. <laughs> well, I think everybody should be their own favorite slut. I support that. And I reject like, gotta... myself. I just you look, gotta... I look myself in the mirror. I'm like, eh, Jesus, fuck no, you. You got to love yourself. Ugh. I love, I love myself as soon as I drop the last 80. Ah. Ugh. <laughs> I can't I can't be like April Flores. There ain't no chubby chases for my ass. <laughs> I can't. It ain't it ain't happening. <sighs> I love I love you too, Mercedes. Much love. No one what, no one's gonna tell me they love me? What the fuck? No. I'm just, no, no. Like is that is that bait I'm supposed to take? No, no. <laughs> you know. No. I'm just See, see, I'm uh, like this is why I'm a comedian. I, I just need, I just need, I just need all this attention. So, anyways, let me, let me send you off to Betty. Bye. I, I hope oh, you, I hope you had fun. I hope you had more fun here than you did anywhere else. I, I have had a great time tonight. Thank you for having me on and, and for you're people always, listening. Yeah, you're, you're welcome to come on anytime you want. You, you, you know that you have an open invitation. And Thank I mean, you. I mean that. Um, don't don't be a stranger, uh, or at least don't be stranger than me, because it is a competition. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like to thank Mercedes for coming on. Uh, she's going to be uh, making some dude happy tomorrow. Um, even though she hates condoms, which you know, good girl. Uh, j- can you just say Agenda Twenty One nice and slow for me, please? Agenda 21. And I just busted in my pants. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, Louie, for having me. Do you, do you me have on. a website? What's that? Do you have a website? I don't have a website, but you guys can follow me on Twitter at the Mercedes XXX. And you can also follow my charity, which we didn't really talk about, but oh, another time. Shit. Go to at the porn charity, or you can go to theporncharity.org, but it's not really set up right now, so it's better if you. Just follow me on Twitter. That's the best way to get a hold of me. My on contact Twitter. info's there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's it. So hopefully next time I'm on, we'll have another porn charity project. We could talk about it. All righty. So yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Check out my website, rantingluib.blogspot.com. And if you're and if you want to support the show, just uh, buy through my Amazon link. And yeah, it helps support the show. So as always, I like to thank everyone for listening. Um, Charles Robinson, Crazy Kush, Casey Hamblin, Anara, uh, My Body, Mildra, um, Mr. Ellie, uh, Jesus, number, number 902, uh, who else, who else, um, damn, all you crazy, uh, Prince, Raw Star, Kush Crazy, Adrian Rosario, um, Sean, Sean Bird, Ian, Ian Stanley, Homer, Gillier, oh, I can't read today, Jesus, Joshua, Daniel, thank you. You, you, you know, you a bunch of hilarious motherfuckers today. Lunchbox killer, um, and and, and Jesus. Without without you, we we wouldn't be here. 
Gracias. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, okay, well, this has been the Crotch Shot Radio Show. And as always, from my house to your house, mahalo. And that's the end of my show. Donk. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. If you've got a personal auto insurance question, you could talk to a cab driver. Although the policies he recommends might include avoiding the interstate, beating traffic by taking the back roads, and only making left turns when absolutely necessary. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, whose policy is to use their expertise to navigate your insurance, finding the best route to help you save money on insurance for your home, car, and more. And as an added bonus, you'll be able to avoid traffic jams and potholes entirely. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com local.